Hi, Don. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. You? I'm great, thanks. To be honest, I'm pretty excited as we're launching our Patreon over the next week. Yes, what an absolute treat to start 2023 with. I'll tell you what, though, before we start, I'm parched. Do you have any drinks? Uh, I don't. But our listeners could treat us to a dandelion and burdock every month to keep us hydrated for the podcast. Sounds good, but what would they get out of it? Well, for just £3 a month, they could get a full video episode with behind-the-scenes preamble and post-show chat every week. And let me tell you, wow. that's usually a real treat. <laughs> that, 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 that sounds like a real treat. That sounds awesome. I'm well up for that, but I don't need to because I'm involved. I don't need to pay. No, but they'd get that a day earlier than everybody else would release on a Tuesday. Surely, in that case, they'd also get the podcast version a day earlier as well. Absolutely. I'm concerned. Now we've become sellouts and decide to have adverts featured on the podcast, people will come for us with pitchforks. Well, in this tier, they'd get the episode ad-free. Excellent. Surely they can't get anything else in this tier. Not really. Only an extra wrap-up podcast at the end of each season where we watch interviews and performances from the era we've discussed and one watch-along episode a month where we'll watch and discuss a classic gig, film or anything Arctic Monkeys related. What, like Glasgow 2013, Live at the Apollo, Scummy Man or Submarine? Yeah, exactly. And there's so many more. But I'm not done yet. We'll also be putting out special birthday party episodes on each band member and associated band members' birthdays. And do you know what's good about that? What's good about that? Alex's is the 6th of January. Amazing. Sounds like that would be a great date to launch the Patreon then with an Alex Turner birthday party episode ready and waiting for our patrons. As always, Nick. You read my mind. It's an amazing tier. And again, you get all that for just £3 a month. Yep. I don't see what else the next tier could possibly offer on top of that. Well, if you're now well hydrated and you fancy grabbing a pint with me, our listeners can treat us to one in our local, The Cornerstone. I'll be there in 10 minutes. For just £5 a month, our listeners can access our Cornerstone tier and get all the great features already referenced on the previous tier. Plus, and I'm excited about this. I'm on tenterhooks here. Or... Rusty hooks, as it were. Nice. Well, our Cornerstone patrons will also get a monthly Last Shadow Puppets podcast where we'll do a deep dive into a track from the beginning of the catalogue all the way to the end. Amazing. B-sides and all. B-sides and all. Wow, that's just outstanding. So all the previous features and the Shadow Puppets pod, incredible. Well, also... Each subscriber gets to pick any song from any band or artist that doesn't feature an Arctic Monkeys member in the act or production, and we'll put the songs into a prize draw once a month. So, for example, you might pick Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. The winning subscriber will get a podcast in our format on that song. They'll stay in the prize draw until they win, and we'll refresh annually. This all sounds amazing. Well, apart from the Ariana Grande bit, but yeah, that's a me issue. <laughs> so, we're launching on Alex's birthday? Yes, on the 6th of January, come to our link tree or socials to access Patreon, where you can choose your tier of choice. Once you've signed up, you'll immediately start seeing the benefits with the Alex Turner birthday party episode. This is all very exciting. Isn't it just? Well, we hope you're all as excited as we are and can help support us throughout 2023 and beyond. Bye, everyone. Bye. We're Arctic Monkeys. This is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. We're gonna call it that. Don't believe the art.
Ah, you heard him. Hello and welcome to Don't Believe the Hype, the weekly podcast taking a chronological look back at the discography of Arctic Monkey. I never have much cause to use the word chronological on anything like approaching a regular basis until I started doing this. So, like, you know, you know, when people claim that they really hate words like gusset, but then when mm. how often do you actually use gusset as a word? Yeah, well, moist thought, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, moist, well, mo- moist and gusset go together very nicely. Very nice. That's <laughs> food for thought for everyone. I'm sure they'll agree. My ex once said I was a great performer, and I don't think that link was what she had in mind. Well, I know it wasn't what she had in mind because it was during an argument when she accused me of lying to her. So, former <laughs> I was going to say you're a great performer of telling her you love her. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I'm Nick yes, Lee, and joining me, as he does every week, it's, I say joining me as he does every week, it's not like a care in the community thing. He's actually an integral part of the team, like Lennon and McCartney, oh. Vic and Bob, or Fred and Rose. Putting the world <laughs> to rights with Bing Crosby eyes, it is, of course, Mr. Dan Hall. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hello. You went for a B-side. You remembered the chat from the last episode, and you went for a I B-side. Remembered. I the remembered. The last B-side time. we've ever had. The last B-side we've yeah. ever had as well. I thought yeah. it'd be nice. Slash, yeah. slash cover. Slash isn't it? Co- yeah. No, yeah. No, anyway, anyways, isn't it a cover? It's the other one that's a cover, isn't it? The, no, anyways, is a cover. It's just a very... Anyways, is a cover, but it's a very... Oh, no, wait. No, yeah, you're right. I'm talking shy. Yeah. 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 You are. I'm thinking of the shy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you almost, convi- you almost convinced me for a minute. You almost <laughs> convinced me. No, the, the other one's myself. a cover. The un- untitled yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's a Stephen Fretwell cover. Last Shadow Puppets member for the first album. Yes, that is a cover, yeah. But yes, anyways, is actually one of my favourite Latin Monkeys B-sides, mm. which is a long long list, to be fair. But uh, I was I listening to it yesterday, and I thought, oh, that'd be good for Dan's intro. Yeah, we had a good chat about something similar to that song at the start of this podcast as well in the in the Patreon only chat, didn't we? So we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you if you want our subscriber only chat, then go in the episode description and find your preferred way to subscribe. You can do it through Patreon, through Spotify, or through Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to like, rate, review, follow all our social media channels, including our newly created Facebook page, because that's the world we live in nowadays. We're always ahead of the curve. But enough about that. Dan, what are we chatting about tonight? Nearly, nearly there. We're on the final stretch. Well and truly. Know, the final two eh, of this era. We are chatting about a, a track uh, very close to our hearts, I'm sure, and everyone else's. No buses. Yeah. You... <sighs> I know, I know. Got in it. It is, yeah. Tins with sadness that it's nearly the end. But as as Ian Brown said, don't be sad it's over. Be glad it's happened. And this song bloody well did happen. We can confirm. It's best. I've checked through like several sources, and this this song definitely exists. And just to prove it exists, I'm going to play a clip of it. So, what more can you ask for? Yeah. Lady, where's your love gone? It was the antiseptic to the soul Told you by the hand Must be first be in demand How he longs for you to long for him once more Just once more Let's go down, down, low down Where I know I should not go Oh, and she Think she's the one to 
but she's just one in twenty-four, and just 'cause everybody's doing it, does that mean that I can too? The eyes went down. And that's the last time we're going to have Andy on one of these clips because even though he features well, on next week's track, he's not in the live version. Well, yeah. And is that the SNL one? Is that the SNL clip? What? Because they did, the they did no, no, no buses. Because they mm. did, they did no buses after dance tell... floor, didn't they? It looks. Uh, did did they on SNL? Wait, it looks no, as S- S- Oh, did he not? I no, thought they did SNL, SNL was a dance floor in certain romance, wasn't it? What's that then? No, Let- Letterman from... or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure if it is. Where did you... Well, you got the clip. Where did you get it from? <laughs> I on YouTube, but it didn't say anywhere. It didn't say anywhere where it was from. I looked. I it's find, definitely a TV uh, set, isn't it? It's definitely a TV set performance. Yes. It, in the... it, and it I know for a fact that they... I know for a fact, as we'll get into, they only played this song. Oh, I might be able to tell you where it's from. It might be from MTV Studios. Yeah. See, I uh, I thought it was MTV Studios because they did a there's a live set with a View from the Afternoons on there, and if you he just look, he just looks he just looked very moody with his hood up and angry again on the video, like I love he that. Was on, on SNL. Yeah. So I thought, is he still annoyed at the? By the way, I had a little thought on New York theory about we were theorizing about SNL. They're annoyed or why they look a bit grumpy on these performances. I did think actually we we, we kind of put all our theories outside of the band, blaming like SNL guys. Um, we didn't look inside the band and think that this was very close to the time that Andy had left. And who knows if there wasn't some inner band turmoil at the time, which would explain oh. any kind of... But then that wouldn't tally with the, the SNL one because Andy actually has a little chuckle at Matt doing something. So I don't think that... Yeah, yeah they see... Um, yeah. So but, that, was but maybe, that, was, that, was, that was worth 30 seconds of everyone's time. No, for that one, because in that one, they all look a bit annoyed, I think, on that one, but you never know. We'll see. The thing is with... Uh, I imagine if you're Andy, you're going to leave and Alex is annoyed, you know. There's nothing like a dirty look from the one you've lost. Is like, oh, pulled it round. Oh. <laughs> you brought it back round. You brought it back round. Um, <laughs> hey, I did just want to say on that, on um, before we, we jump into the information action ratio, on our, because uh, we are now on Apple and Spotify, aren't we, for our subscribers as well as Patreon. If you were interested, we, we're going to have um, interesting chats before the show, Arctic Monkeys related. And we did pose a question that we'd heard on Reddit today where we had a good chat before the show. Um, which was if the car was released as the first the first album by the band, do you think you would be a fan? And we had a good old chinwag about that, didn't we? So subscribe to get that extended audio. That's worth between three and five pounds of anybody's monthly money, I think. With all the rest, with the shadow puppets as well. There's two out now. Shadow puppets, three this month. Launch, bonus episodes and the usual. Ep- Everything you've come to expect, one might say. Ooh, we're throwing them out today. Oh. You can't stop us. <laughs> oh, God. And speaking of everything you've come to expect, let's move over to the time of the show we like to call the Information Action Ratio. Hit it, boys. The Information Action Ratio. 
No buses is three minutes and 17 seconds long with 67.7 million streams on Spotify, which, as previously referenced, makes it the most streamed track on the EP besides The View From. It even has more streams than five of the tracks on the debut album. So I would say a pretty successful large song. It is 102 beats per minute and is in the key of E. Other key tracks in E are the way Nick sees his bedroom and is most delusional. It's Sex Bomb Poison by Air. When the bedroom is actually Lover Please by Melissa Everidge. And the sad reality for most women that enter Escape by Journey. A potential. Well, when did this <laughs> well, I thought for the last two I'd roast us both. So for the next week I'll do. It. I'll, I'll I'll make fun of myself in there. But um, <laughs> a, 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 a potential guy I didn't end up throwing into that mix was a song by Kings of Convenience called Little Kids. So I'll let you put that one together yourself. Bullet dodge. It, ha- <laughs> it has been played live six times. It was a placeholder. It has been played live six times. Firstly, on March 24th, 2006, at the aforementioned MTV Studios in New York, perhaps where the clip was from. And lastly, on June 10th. Oh, excellent. And lastly, on June 10th, 2006, at 99X Studios, Atlanta. So, never been played in the UK. Apparently, on August 9th, 2022, at the Zorlu PSM in Istanbul, no buses was hummed by Alex while walking off the stage after they closed the set with Are You Mine? Apparently he hummed it down a mic. I tried to find clips of it and I couldn't, unfortunately. Um, oh, well, this, yeah. is, this is going to be one of the, the pieces of the great pieces of lost media of our time. <laughs> I know. I thought I'd be able to find it. Did I look, actually? <laughs> I can't remember if I looked. No, I did look. I did look. I definitely would have looked. I did, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find any bit of that bit because who would be recording that bit? I suppose. I don't know. I couldn't find it anyway. Maybe in Turkey they they weren't asked. I don't know. There is a Tokyo band called No Buses. The band first formed in 2016, naming themselves after the Arctic Monkeys deep cut. Like their Sheffield heroes, they exuded a raw Strokesian swagger that threw back to the noughties heyday of indie guitar rock. When No Buses put on their debut single, Tick, on YouTube in 2018, their expectations were humble at first, but it really took off. So let's have a... If there's a band that's going to name themselves after an Arctic Monkeys song, then I think we have to have a listen to them. There's also a band called Little Illusion Machine as well. So that'll be fun when we get to that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, let's, let's have a listen then. Tell you what, I'm yeah, a man I of mean, many sexual peccadilloes, but I do like a female bass player. Thank God that's what you said. I was scared about what the end of that sentence was going to be. The heart <laughs> was in my mouth. <laughs> I didn't know what was coming out. I was making a note for the edit. Um, but uh, <laughs> but, um, but the uh, that was yeah. I mean, it's just a straight. Just sounds like exactly like the strokes. Then they've got their um, they got that they got that pedal on the go they've got the voice you've ruined it though by saying you said to me that it sounded like someone and i was like i assumed you meant julius casablancas obviously and then you said it sounded a bit like uh luke pritchard is it from the 
kooks again coming up again. You had to put them back in, didn't you? Friends of the show. So now, well, frenemies. But they, they're, um, they, yeah. And now you've ruined it because he does sound a bit like the coot. He sounds like the coots guy doing a Strokes cover, which, to be fair, is better than the coots guy doing that monkeys cover, as we heard. So I suppose there is that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I quite like that track. I'd, I'm, I can't I listen to any more. It's too much like that for me to enjoy it, though. You know what I'm like? I'm an old stick in the mud. Um, but you, yeah, you, you might listen to more, and yeah. I don't like. If it was at the party and that came on, I'd be, I'd be up. Yeah. There's, there's influence and they're straight up sounding exactly the same. That's all I'm saying. But, but I still think it's a good track. It's easy to listen to, isn't it? Should we do the reviews? Albumoftheyear.org said no buses continues on the melancholic route, but this time with a lot more full songwriting. And honestly, this might be one of my favourite written Arctic Monkey songs, capturing that lonely-hearted mood that the band were trying to capture in Despair in the Departure Lounge. And the music it's paired with it's pretty, is pretty fun as well, starting off with the instrumental feeling lonely, melancholic and ambient, but shifting into more of a energetic and quite groovy punchy. It's a super fun song to jam out to, even if it does start quite depressing. Uh, I don't think I'd say depressing, but yeah. Sputnik no. Music stated... Showing a more scar influence, No Buses sounds like The Clash and The Specials sharing a rehearsal studio in 1980. Half low beat skanking fest, half confused love song, No Buses will put a smile on even the most downbeat soul. Faithful, Faithful Enemies, Greatest Arctic Song List, put this at number 46. So in the top percentile, I suppose, top half. Give this song three minutes and it'll bring you to tears. Grappling with the soul-crushing feeling of an inevitable teenage breakup, this is where youthful abandon gives way to weight and blame. Lady Where's Your Love Gone sighs a particularly exhausted sound in Turner. His voice is tender and resigned, as is his grieving. Um, I kind of disagree with what they say the song's about as well there, but we'll get into that when we get into the lyrics, I guess. But to the music, the music part of the show... Um, I, I, disagree. I disagree that the start is depressing. It's not the word I'd use. I'd say melancholy, melancholic. Melancholy is the word, yeah. Clean and crisp and beautiful, the sound. It's just like this really nice, isn't it? Even more so that when the sun goes down, I'd say it's got more of a crisp, cleaner like. It's, it's almost a nice continuation from Despair and the Departure Lounge as well, I think. I think the way they're placed together mm. on the on the. EP. Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah, they're, yeah, they're placed nice. in that way. They're, they're purposefully placed in that way, aren't they? Yeah. It'll be weird to go weird to go from no buses to sparing the departure lounge. Yeah, no, I think it's um it, it's it's it sounds lonely, I suppose, as the review sounds, but more sweet lonely than the press lonely, I'd yeah. say. A yeah, little definitely. bit sad, tiny bit sad, um, bit. but not not loads. L- little tiny bit, little bit. I think, it, yeah, I think it's in, in a way though. It, it's also proper clean because with when the sun goes down, that start. You know, I think we remember saying that you kind of first time maybe don't expect it to come in like it does afterwards, but with this one, I think you know it's not going to come in like that. So there is a, there is a subtle difference in that. It, it does feel like that. Um, reminds me of like quite an old song actually, like the fifties or something. Because I, I was really surprised last week that when it was claimed. Um, as the great ukulele song and and ukulele hunt, <laughs> um, as this you can't watch. <laughs> as this is pure, this one's pure George Formby to me. Mm. Not mm. not last week. Last this week, is the I know most they, ukulele-ish. Yeah, I know what they mean because I listened to someone playing Despair in the Departure Lounge and ukulele. And it, the start of Despair in the Departure Lounge does have that, but this one is proper. Yeah, like they can. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it's proper. Like I've been cleaning windows. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Love that. 
Yeah, I, I very old timey this one. I found again, yeah, very sweet sounding, very romantic. Again, I use that word again. I haven't been able to use it for a while. Very romantic. Um, the last last week's wasn't romantic. It was more like <sighs> sorrowful. Love yeah, love one. Good, excellent description. Yeah, thanks, mate. No worries. <laughs> uh, every now and it, every now and again. <laughs> Once every ten songs, you come out with a right gem. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's it. This is this is it until like. Do me a favor now, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Why is it always the songs about love loss where you bring out the um? What does that say about oh, you? You went straight wow. to do me a favor there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll be great on so and see then. <laughs> um, oh, God, I will. Yeah, not the first time I've been told that. <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's exactly why you're not allowed to speak as much the lead guitar <laughs> you ruined it you sordid mind um the the lead guitar in the chorus is very 60s i thought that um it's the kind of when i listen to it about the the lyrics it's that um you know the kind of what the lead's doing against the the chords it's got this kind of proper like side. actually actually gave me shadow puppets vibes actually that riff yeah, like, like, quite shadow puppets, yeah. Bit, bit, because we only just covered standing next to me, and it reminded me of that kind of like sound, or, um, or time has come again. On last shadow puppets, that kind of like diddling, ding, 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 because on no buses, this the guitar in the chorus is like, oh, it'll go down, down, low down. Yeah. So the guitar kind of goes like, it goes like, ding. It's going along with the words, isn't it? Like that. It's, it's I'm, just, I'm nice. just trying to stare at you while you're doing that to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> you <did. laughs> I could I could feel every every listener staring at me as I was doing it. Doing, what am I doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> Come closer, Miles Kane. <laughs> yeah. you, you know when he plays the- when he plays that song live. I've seen, I've seen a few videos of him playing that song live, and he does like a. I, I, can't, I don't know how to describe it, but he does a little. At the start, it knocks yeah. me sick. <laughs> yeah. It really knocks me sick. Come, like, oh, come oh, closer. <laughs> yeah. Come closer. <laughs> Look at how the action that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's the colour of the trap. Anyway, I like that it still sounds um, quite raw through the guitar. Like, because you know, last week was obviously really raw, but with this, you can kind of hear the. Um, I was I was noticing that on the, particularly on the kind of the strumming at the start, the George Formby strumming and the, the chords, you can hear the kind of stunted strings where mm. where the fingers are kind of stunting a couple of the strings, and because that tends to happen, because I imagine they were doing it as like a three finger bar chord, like on it, and you kind of do it like this, and it, you can sometimes look at me talking about guitar like I can play it, and it, like, stun, <laughs> it, like <he's, laughs> I only know because whenever I used to do that, I used to stun all the strings. But yeah, it's only like a couple, um, and the scratchiness that you can hear, particularly yeah, when you listen to instrumental, it's quite um, raw, and that, I think that adds to the kind of sweetness actually, that kind of raw sound, much yeah. like it did with despair. Yeah, very summery. It's got, it's got that sh- that studio feel again, hasn't it? With mm. with the rawness. Yeah, again, reminds me again of the picture on the back that they put on there. Yeah. Maybe that's why they put the picture on because they knew it had that kind of sound to the whole EP. Yeah, ever since you said that thought has lived rent free in my head about the picture on the back and everything. Yeah, it's it's just got that you can just hear that in the sound. I think, mm. like that's why view from you can't hear it as much in view from because it's. I mean, although the view from is the view from this EP different? They re-recorded it for the EP. No, no, exactly. So that's why it doesn't have a different sound. That would have been cool if they did though. 
Um, again, what are you going to do though? They, they play it that way live, it's exactly the same. So, what's the point? I suppose it's not going to sound any different, is it? It's not like they have a different live version of it that <laughs> they do. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did feel like there was the progression you can hear on this, like, is like getting towards fluorescent adolescent. It's like waving by to the train or the bus was the first iteration of this song, this style, because that had that kind of yeah. scar element, didn't it? And that kind of thing. Uh, particularly with Helder's backing vocals as well, are very similar. The backing vocals in this one remind me a lot of the backing vocals in Waving Bites of the Train or the Bus Near the, you know, the, um, and then we'll be, be together again, be together oh. again. It reminds me a lot of this song. But the progression, the progression for me feels like it's like Waving Bites of the Train or the Bus. And then you had Mardi Bum that lives in this world. Then you had Kind of Despair in the Departure Lounge. Then No Buses. And then Flesh Adolescent. Is like the next iteration of a song like this. And then they do suck it and see a lot of tracks on suck it and see. And then you get I want to be yours, even like could be like seen as an iteration of, of this kind of maybe even the ultra cheese if you want to get there eventually, you know, slightly oh, different. Yeah. But you yeah. could say that it's all progression at some point. But yeah, particularly waving by Mardi Bum and this, I've been, uh, kind of building towards a song like Fuss Adolescent. I feel like the honing, the honing the craft of how you do a song like this. And um, not to disparage this, it's a great tune, but obviously Fuss Adolescent is a classic. Yeah, they do all feel in the same world musically to me. All those tracks, I don't know what it is. There's like, is what I mean by that. I'm not saying they sound each other. There's like a through line. You could you could connect it if you wanted to. I think. Um, I think I'd add Cornerstone to that, just in terms of the lead guitar yeah. tone. Yeah. That's fair. The only reason I steer away from Cornerstone is no, it is. There's no reason to really. It's just because I have that whole country thing in my head because of what Alex has yeah, said. Yeah. But but re but realistically, no, it does sound very. It's in that world as well, isn't it? Um, even parts of Secret Door as well, if you really wanted to get into it. Um, yeah. As well, yeah, I'm not sure. So quite, yeah. And quite a lot of suck it and see as well. Well, I mean, yeah, I said, I said, I said, I reckon all, yeah, most of the second half suck it and see probably. Yeah. But some of the first half, to be fair. You could even throw Hellcat in there. They're just all there on that kind of tune. So um, there's there's a particular. I mean, there's there's a beat the bakery as well. You're gonna throw in there. Yeah. I mean, the bit we'll talk talk about when we get to it. But the bakery for me is basically like the first iteration of Cornerstone, <laughs> like yeah. before they get to the yeah. even even lyrically a little bit. But um, yeah. the drums and bass in this coming a bit later, don't they? Obviously, they're not, they're not there for like yeah. the first good. Half of the track. Well, I mean. You get lulled into this sense of thinking, oh, it's just a follow on from Despair in the Departure Lounge. You know, yeah, you creep in, don't they? You get... And then the drums and the bass kicking. Well, you get a bit of tambourine percussion, I think it is, at yeah. one point. And then and then you get some of the old Helder's cymbal tapping at certain mm. bits and te teasing you. Um, and then, yeah, they both come in, don't they? But his drums are pretty just exactly what you need, really, aren't they, for this one? Like, cut. They come in, they come in, otherwise, they do come into their own when it gets a bit more upbeat near the end. Um, still quite upbeat and vigorous considering the the rest of the song. So this is one of those songs where Helders is just kind of doing his thing, doing probably a well, lot better on, than most mud. On Helders doing his thing, I mean, it does kind of link in with the lyrics a bit as well. But I am sure when Alex sings, you're there, she's there, you're there, and everybody's there, when he sings, everybody's there, so, I'm sure you he says every fucker's there. Every fucker's there, yeah. Oh no, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's no question about yeah. it. Yeah, he goes every fuckers yeah. as he says it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. lovely little. little... Yeah. Again, it gives me waving by the bus vibes. The way he does the vocals in this one, mm. uh, yeah. a bit different to how he does the backing vocals in others. 
previously, I mm. think. It's got that vibe to it. But I mean, it's just because it is very scary, isn't it? And it is. I mean, what did you think about that comment that it was like the clash and the specials sharing a rehearsal room in 1980? Yeah. I'd more say George Formby and the specials than the clash and the specials. I don't know where the clash is coming in, to be honest. Yeah, the, the clash are very uh, rhythm section dependent as well. Got a, a much heavier rhythm section for much of their stuff compared to this, so I don't, I don't think it. Yeah, George George Foreman know, yeah. specials, yeah, yeah. Or at least I'd say maybe like... not even the specials. Though I'd say I'd say maybe maybe someone like the Beat, perhaps. But it's all the same mm. arena as the specials. It's scar, well, I mean, they're just saying punk. scar. You could say madness if you wouldn't just say scar. So they're just well, let's, scar not, band, let's not. Let's not. Let's <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> Baggy trousers, to little baggy trousers, to little. You know what that's. You know what that's. You know what that song's about. <laughs> baggy, you know, oh. you know... Go on. baggy trousers. Oh no, I'm, I'm not thinking of baggy trousers. I'm, I'm thinking of House of Fun. Do you know what House of Fun is about? It's about, uh, it's about then. A, a young. Well, no, it's about <laughs> a, a young lad trying to buy condoms. Welcome to the house of fun. So, um, good morning, Miss. Can I help your son? Sixteen today and up for up for fun. I'm yeah. a big boy now, or so they say. So, if you'll serve, I'll be on my way. Box of balloons with a feather light touch. Do you know what I? Uh, that's what I always thought. I, what I always thought it was about is I just assumed that at some point the uh, in the seventies or something, the drinking legal age was sixteen, and I thought he was in buying his first pint and then getting pissed. I did, but obviously but no, no. It makes sense now. Looking, yeah. through, looking through the lyrics of that, yeah, it's it's quite clearly part party. There's a lyric about party hats in it. A pack of party hats with the coloured tips. Like, well, oh, else sucks. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, oh, I'm sure oh, he's feel sick now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to this. Um, the the bass, as it is, one of the last times that we do this. But there isn't much to say, unfortunately. But the bass is nice, nice upbeat, melodic. Funky at times, baseline. That what the bread and butter of the Andy Nicholson bass is what I'd say. Upbeat, melodic, and funky. It's, it's three of the things that you want from your bass player, really. Is oh, particularly yeah. Is, is it, he's had a bit of a loser here, isn't he? Because he's his best stuff. Without you know, he's, he's not going to top you know bits to rubble and certain romance. The bass on that, nothing's topping no. that, is it? No. Although, although no. next next week, I think he's up there. I think I think his work next week. Character Monkey is very underrated, but yeah, I think so. And then um, and then unfortunately we we wave goodbye to him. And uh, um, yeah, much as much as I'll miss him, I can't wait to get the old Nick O'Malley in the in the. Oh yeah, the good old, old Yellow <laughs> Hard to believe that we've done twenty five. Um, uh, was this episode 26? 25, 26? 26 this uh, one, yeah. Twenty six, and we've still not got Nick O'Malley in the band. It's amazing, um, but yeah. That's that, that's pretty much all I've turned the music apart from one last bit. Do you have anything else to say? No, I I I'm just gonna move on to your one last bit about the music, but I think I know what it's gonna be. So we'll do well, it and you can have a whinge. There's a band no, I'm not gonna have a whinge, but there's a band called Milburn that I'm sure you all be familiar with. Um that one of them is currently part of Art of Monkeys. Some role, no, yeah. No, no, and no, did no, he not co-write? Was it the car that he co-wrote as well? Wait, what What was his role in? What was his role in Melbourne again? In case people don't he know, he was a guitarist in Melbourne, and I assume mm -hmm. I assume was part of the songwriting team and stuff like that. But yeah, he's he's been a touring member of AM for I think 
He was certainly on the AM tour, I think. So we're talking 10 he years. He wasn't the late. singer of Melbourne, though, was he? He wasn't the lead singer. No, no. But the singer of Melbourne, Joe Carnell Jr., he mm. he was good cop, bad cop with Matt Helders, which we will be getting on to. Essentially, Melbourne's a funny one because they were a half-decent band who actually mm. crafted that Sheffield sound before Out of Monkeys and actually gave yeah. Out of Monkeys like a starting on their tour. And then yeah. Out of Monkeys kind of took that sound and um, evolved it and turned it into yeah, a generational band. And I always used to feel sorry for Melbourne, like were they kind of chagrined by the success of Out of Monkeys considering. You've said chagrined three times tonight. We need like a word of the word of the day. (laughs) Oh, really? No, we've got one. We've got one. It's my word of the day toilet paper. For yeah, yeah, it's coming in handy, isn't it? <laughs> for more reasons than one. Um, no, it didn't. That, it, what, it, your word of the day toilet paper didn't say sugar in it. said charming, mate. It's a, it's a brand name. Uh, that was smooth. That, that was a good one, actually. That's that was so, a very good joke. That's actually. so niche. <laughs> I'll give you that. I was going to moan about it, but I'll give you that. Um, but we digress, as usual. It was um, he. So that's the band. Obviously, you probably knew all familiar with Bill, but if you're not, I would go check out like the first couple of albums. So, all right. But they released a track at point. I think it was around sort of favorite worst nightmare time. Actually, wasn't it called Count to Ten? And well, I got a few things to say on it, but initially, I'll say that I feel like they completely. <laughs> I don't know whether they were just listening to No Muscles at the time, but the opening. This song, I feel, is pretty much almost identical to the start of No Buses. Um, so shall we have a listen? I mean, pretty much almost. It's, 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 I'm being, gener- I'm being generous because I don't want to get out yeah, of fear yeah. that we'll get sued or something, but I'm not being overly generous. But <laughs> for litigation well, I, I, reasons, I always, I'm, I'm saying almost. <laughs> I always saw it as a bit of a bit of a bit of a nod myself well you're always I, um, nice you you always see these things as an homage and i always see them as a rip-off that's that's our difference there but i think you're overly generous because you like them whereas i'm brutal of everyone i would say it's a good thing it's a good thing for you it's nice for you after after <laughs> having, i'm an old, I'm an old cynical of... bastard <laughs> having done no no, no i'm not we were no, talking no. about this uh, after we were talking about this earlier i went and listened to the album from 2017 when they got back together and i really liked it i, yeah, like, I liked his... it more than i liked the first two Here's what I'll say, right? I'm not having a dig at him. What I'm saying is, even if I think it was an homage and they really liked this, so they wanted to kind of replicate it in their song, there's a fine line between doing that. Like if I, you know, you say you want to do something and it's it reminds you of that, so you create something of that ilk. There's a fine line between influence and homage and just stealing someone else's work. And I think this toes the line. So let's have a listen to oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you've also noticed well, in the, in the clip, nice clip I found of it. In the clip I found of it, you'll notice a bit of the drums from Leave Before the Lights come on as well. In there. Is... Well, I've got a whole. Uh, uh, well, play it because Dave and get me started. Play it. <laughs> Close your eyes and count to ten. My mouth is spoken without asking my mind again. For the second time today. Took a hole that I was filled with an apology But now it's far too late Voices declare that they will not negotiate It's all the pride before food Every battle is critical to win a war Tomorrow I know I lose Now this stronghold has taken control of me But now it's far too late 
I like so you can't maybe like obviously in the recorded version go listen to it because you can hear it a bit more. But the start is no buses. I always used to have a theory when this was out, and this is a theory I obviously had for about 10, 15 years. That, that that if you listen to this song, you can pretty much chart your way up until Humbug because I think that was the album that was out. That when this came out, I think we we're in kind of Humbug time. Mm. You can almost chart the entire of Atom Monkey's discography sound progression up to that point in this one Melbourne song. You got you got no buses slash when the sun goes down at the start. Then you've got uh, when it kind of kicks in. It's a bit Teddy Picker esque. It's a bit Fake Tales esque. Then when the chorus comes in, like you say, you got the Live for Lights Come on drums in there. Although, and I, this is something that I will hold Atom Monkey's accountable for. I have a I have a theory on Live for Lights Come on drums that held us there a little bit of accidental ripping off of his own or the banded an accidental bit of ripping off on their own okay. so we'll get to that and it's it's actually you could actually pretty much 100% say that they may have done that when you hear the song of band that it is but so I, I, it's not just other bands that I will hold into account if I think it but I just think this when you listen to there's another bit in the song as well later on where it just sounds like a song off like it sounds like do me a favor or something when it comes in something like that it's they just like it. Just sounds like they've just gone right. Let's, whether intentional or not, maybe they're just similar sounds and, and done it. It's just very strange. I find it very odd, and I don't think it's a very good song to be quite honest with you. Overall, it's a bit it, basic. I, I don't mind it. It's, it's not like I'm not going around thinking it's like the best song ever, but it's a nice little tune. But then again, if if we had no plagiarism or homages or whatever you want to call it, we'd have no Beatles or Zeppelin or White Stripes. So swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Well, again. There's a fine line between homage and and you're gonna do an homage. The song has to at least be like a top tier song. That's why I said like, plagiarism as well. Like yeah, plagiarism is fine. And homage is fine, but it's like, would you say, would you say that, um, would you give Oasis a free pass for Don't Look Back in Anger? Because that's my least favorite Oasis song. <laughs> but uh, well, I don't really not be kind of any of them. But it's um, it's it's yeah, I don't know. For me, it's not. It's not cool to. And I, like, Weirdly, my favorite Oasis song is Mucky well. Fingers, which is a blatant rip off of uh, "Waiting for the Man" by Velvet Underground. So, can't mind yeah. you. If you're gonna pick an Oasis song, the chances are it's gonna be a rip off of something else. Well, my my favorite Oasis song is "The Importance of Being Idle." I don't know what that rips off. So, um... and then Street by the Kinks. <laughs> <laughs> even really? even the even the video is a rip off of the video for Dead End Street by the Kinks. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, I mean, when I said when I say my favorite Oasis song, it's like saying you know, you know, <laughs> favorite wasting disease. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, I um, I yeah. But you know that my the listeners should understand when I talk about music, um, and and you know this that I made a decision with everything: TV, music, books media a few years ago there's so much of it for me to absorb that i want to see and only so much time that i decided that i was only going to take from the top shelf i was only going to take from the top tier of everything that i do so when i'm harsh that's because i only listen to things that i would deem as top tier most of the time and um that means i will miss out some gems but i feel like people surrounding me like you and stuff will will let me know if there's a, a gem that i should listen to so that's how i intake my i go word of mouth with the stuff um, and the algorithms get me as well, so it's fine. The Netflix algorithms will send some up my way, a little gem, and and uh, Spotify's algorithms will send me a little gem. So it all works out, baby. And I only take from the top shelf. As long as you're happy, mate. As long as you're well, happy. Well, I am. That's, that's the main yeah. thing. Good, good. Yeah. It's called an education. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I just want to know how much, yeah. how high you know so much about goblins. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's. I, I think I just, I just think when you listen to actual track, it sounds too much like no buses for me to get away with it. Whether you go, I like that song to do that, like you know what I mean. Um, you know, comedians that allowed to still go. By the way, speaking of comedians, when did the Leeton Grove Milburn start looking like that knobhead comedian that was Strictly Come Dancing that cheated on his girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> when did he turn into him? I don't know. I can't remember what his name is, but um, I know I don't like him. Sean, Sean, Sean Walsh. Yeah, someone, someone messaged me that long ago, a friend of mine that I don't really speak to much anymore because he said this, I think. But he said, you know what? I've just watched Sean. He went, hear me out. I've just watched Sean Walsh's new stand-up and it's so good. You should check it out. And I just went like, nah. I'm not even going to... Weirdly enough, I watched the same one and enjoyed it, yeah. It's the one where he talks about what happened on Strictly uh, and all that. And like cut you out as well, Emma. Yeah, yeah. Should we wrap this episode up? Um... <laughs> 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 no, he's a bit too creepy for my tastes. Um, shall we move into... I think I'm not creepy. Yeah, I'm creepy. Yeah, You're quite creepy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> should, we move... <laughs> should we move into the lyrics of this one? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So, we're on the kind of what we were saying before, the lady, where has your love gone? The way that he says it and sings it, I think the lady really adds to the old times, old timey fifties S. George Formby sound of the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Like the cheeky fifties lady. Yeah, lady, where's your love gone? You can imagine it, can't you? I was looking, yeah. but can't find it anywhere. Oh, God, you could do the whole song like that, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> looking, but there's loads of love around. <laughs> really makes the song sound shit when you do it like that, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> just goes to show how much, how much performance is important in a song. Uh, so, so, But very youthfully innocent and sweet again in terms of that opening lyric I'd say isn't it it's very innocent and young that's sort of lady where you look on even though it sounds old timey it still sounds like young and yeah yeah fresh um you know what I did there the kind of I was looking but lady where you love gone I was looking but can't find it anywhere it struck me as how in contrast that line is so different yet similar to a future line like I had a hole in the pocket of my favorite coat and my love dropped into the lining from i haven't got my strange his growth and maturity as a songwriter and how he changes is quite interesting when you look at them as being kind of similar lines in the same mm. world but how, how he starts to phrase things differently and throw metaphors in there which is one of my favorite lyrics i think about this is that a hole in the pocket of my favorite coat and my love dropped yeah. into the lining what a line what a well, line. That's, that's one of the most alex lyrics out there i think yeah well, definitely like. yeah that kind of sums up the humbug era that that lyric, doesn't it? That, that, yeah. But I think starting from the nettles to I haven't got my strange, that sums up like his songwriting period at that time. Um, I'd say, would you? I think one of the reviews said that the song was about a, a breakup or getting your heart broken. Somewhere. I, I disagree. I, I think it's more yeah. about more about dating a lot of girls and, and, and seeing is, more girls. Yeah. yeah. And then perhaps you lose the woman because of that action. Yeah. But, but in, in fact, I don't even know. Well, yeah, I would agree it's about that, but there might be a couple of things in there I was thinking actually. But but before we get to that, like I was the line they always offer when there's loads of love around, but when you shot something, it's nowhere to be to be so found. So true. So fucking true. Like, <laughs> like it's unbelievable how true that line is. And I'll tell you why. Well, I mean, I know I remember like a relationship I had um 12 years ago or so 
when I first got into that, just before we started going out, I'd had a bit of a bad patch. I think I was clinically sad. And then I kind of, I kind of lost all the way. I was kind of confident again. And I'd, I'd, I'd got with this girl and as I got with her was it parallel with like suddenly loads of girls liking me. And that was a very confusing time. And as we know, I was a very naughty boy, but I, I was a very naughty boy back in the day. <laughs> Many moons ago, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but that was that that was kind of that thing where suddenly when you're in a relationship, every girl and you know what? There, there was a study. I looked into this for this the kind of research I'm putting in the hours I'm putting in that. No, nah, I knew this anyway. There's a study that um, they they showed a load of women pictures of men and said, Who, which ones do you find attractive? And they were all like good looking men yeah. um, anyway. But the ones that that women voted the best were the ones where they were with their girlfriend or they had a wedding ring on. So the study kind of showed that women are naturally um, attracted to men in a relationship. And I asked my girlfriend about this and she said, yeah, there is a thing like that. I think it signifies to us, this is her word, so I'm not like kind of putting the words in my mouth, but she said, it's, I think it symbolized to us that they're dependable and loving and trustworthy and that because they've got a girlfriend so we're instantly attracted to Some, someone but, must want them so i do as well well a little bit yeah i mean yeah. to put it nice than that but yeah but i think there was a, uh, <laughs> i also think i think there's a thing of of what well, I, I well the way i would put it as well is that when i'm when i when the guy's single he walks into like a bar and I think women can smell the desperation because you walk into the bar and you instantly pinpoint like the, the, the women. Whereas when you got a girlfriend, what I think happens is when you have a girlfriend is you're not looking if you're a good boy, you're not looking. So when you go out, you're just being yourself and you're just being naturally um, funny and you're not under any pressure. When you're single, you find, I find it hard anyway, speaking to women when you're single, it's a, to be funny and, and confident and be yourself because you're nervous. But when, you, when you're when you in a relationship and you don't care, you, you're quite confident. So I think that kind of comes through. So. I think there is a reason why, but it categorically happens, and it's so true, and he's spot on with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, you must have you must have seen that as well, where it's like properly hits home, as if last week couldn't hit home enough. And then I was listening back to last week's episode, I was like, oh god, and it got me a bit emotional again. And then because <laughs> because as we discussed, I'm very much in touch with my emotions. Like, I I said thank you to the bin man the other day, so. Yeah, I think, I think we know that I'm the yeah. Amazingly, somehow I'm the emotion. I'm like the the night like the emotionally um, <laughs> one of the available. <laughs> I've 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 the bastard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm changed now. I'm emotional and sensitive. It does hit home, doesn't it? That that and it is very true, especially when you're younger as well. In fact, it'd be a good study to see as a single man. You should go out wearing a fake wedding ring and see if you, because you've got one, go out wearing a fake. Well, well <laughs> wearing a fake wedding ring, and <laughs> wait for next week when it's roast damn time. I tell you, and see and see if and see if you pick up more women with the wedding ring on than normal. See if women are attracted to that. That wouldn't be hard. If one, if we get if we get one, then it was a yeah, <laughs> it was a success. Yeah, yeah. Or half a one, a drunk one, half one. That would work. Oh, I thought you meant like well. a dwarf. Just... <laughs> oh god. <laughs> There's another one for the edit. Um, <laughs> no, use the right terminology. 
Yeah, well, I mean, an elf. Sort of an elf. Sort of an elf. How long are you going to be, mate? Obviously, with the whole metaphor of there's loads of love around when you shot a song, it's nowhere to be found, is a directly links metaphorically as to why the song is called No Buses. Because I, d- I don't know if this is just a colloquial English phrase, but in England, we say there's a phrase that you would say typical there's never a never a bus and it's actually quite true actually you go typical there's never you waiting for a bus and then two come along at once and that frequently happens in england actually where you sat waiting for the bus and then and you're like fucking hell where are they both and usually what's happened is they've both been stuck so they've caught up with each other and then you see like two or three come at once so the phrase is oh um you know you wait you wait 20 minutes for a bus and then two come along at once and then people started using that as a phrase to describe women but they're not anything really isn't it you go oh, typically like when I'm if I'm at a bus stop or a train station or somewhere, I'm the one who the, the local weirdo will always latch onto and talk to. And oh, to yeah. me, that is the most boring, dullest thing you can say to someone at a bus stop. Like, oh, <laughs> you might ages from one and two come along at once. Like, yes, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's up there with like, yeah. There's always someone in the office that says stuff like that. Or someone, someone yeah. goes, it's Friday somewhere. Um, <laughs> <but> I, uh... <laughs> Wine o'clock. But yeah, it's it's one of those. Uh, I, I think it's yeah. People latch onto me like that as well. So I think what it is is because I'm quite not to toot my own horn, but I'm quite nice, and I don't want to like if somebody's obviously like a bit not mentally that I don't want to be mean. So I'm the only person that will make eye contact to someone with them or will latch onto them. How we end up doing the podcast? Pop, they latch onto... <laughs> you're, you're too nice to say no. <laughs> I shaked you for ten years, but you still got me. In <laughs> oh, here we are. Twenty six episodes in. <laughs> not so far. <laughs> oh yeah, at least it's not going to take that six years. Um, but yeah, the uh, actually quite clever, isn't it, to um kind of use that phrase towards women. I know people have before, but they're to call the song "No Buses" in relation to the phrase "coming from buses." Also, if the song is called "No Buses," yeah, I'd not noticed that... that until you pointed it out. I, I, I have not noticed now. Oh, well, that, that's. I think that's more embarrassing than Mike lines in the yeah. <laughs> toilet yeah. one because he actually yeah. says that he doesn't it's not even a metaphor he just says it <laughs> this is another one of the moments you know where what do you mean you hadn't you hadn't known that that well, phrase was related to buses or the title no, I, sorry no i knew i knew i knew about the phrase and everything but i'd not connected the title oh the no buses to, con- to, that, right, to the content okay, yeah. of the of the of the song and it's, it's like yeah. one of the moments that's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life now you know like when <laughs> when you realize like 10 year 10 years after that a girl was like trying to make a move on you. You know, like Dougal in Father Ted, where it's like, "Oh, those women were in the nip." That's how I feel right now. Yeah. We're in the nip. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't um, put it as uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, no. It, I think that is obviously what the titles. Are. There's no buses would imply that, um, that 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 by the end of it, there's there's none. There are no buses there from. And then they're all coming, or maybe that's just how he starts the song. There's none there, but they're not. Then they all come up once, yeah. Um, yeah. But I do, I do like as well. Uh, and then that better stay. Your, your mistake that better stay in the edit because I didn't demand the the cocaine in the toilet line be removed. <laughs> yeah, stay it in. Yeah, yeah. But we've got to show these people. You know, th- these these fans will have put us up on a pedestal. You know, they they want to uh, they want to see that we're human, that we're fallible. I think, mate, you got away with saying that on the Fate Tales line with mine, but the 26 episodes in now, there's no way we're on a pedestal. <laughs> Any fridge of the imagination. Yeah, they've heard space stories. We're barely on it. We're barely on a footstool at this point. <laughs> I don't imagine. Yeah. So, 
Um, we're, we're not infallible. We're fallible. <laughs> well, uh, my next kind of lyric that stands out for me is, um, well, it's a lot of chunk. It's, well, I know your game. You told him yesterday, no chance you'll get nothing from me. But now she's there, you're there. And every, as you said, fuckers there from hell. This. Uh-huh. He's in turmoil, as puzzled as can be, just like me. Again, this is something that does happen where if you're chasing a girl, they seem to become more interested when another girl becomes interested. And I know that girls do that from first-hand experience. There are times where you... Yeah, I've, I actually know girls that do that as well. There's a girl, obviously, I won't name, that, that we're sort of loosely friends with, who really, this guy really liked her. They worked together, and he was, like, in love with her, and he wanted to go out with her. And she kept saying, no, stop a girl, she keep going, no, I'm not interested, not interested. And then he got a girlfriend, and now she sits crying at parties that, that she can't be with him. And everyone's like, fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's like, fuck yeah. it, I'm getting. You know, you just want him because now he's got someone else and he's moved on from you. But you had, you know what I mean? That's yeah. I guarantee she'd be the type where if he did break up with his girlfriend and go, I'll be with you, she'd go, sorry, I'm not interested now. You know what I mean? She just wants, she just wants the, she wants the person to want them. I say friend, I don't like her. She says she wants the person to want them for obvious reasons. Listen to this. Um, what wants? She sounds like a nightmare. Have you got a number? <laughs> oh yeah, she's right up your street of um of like fucking married and divorce. <laughs> you say that like 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 I, like I do, like I do that regularly. Like it's some sort of complex that I have. But it definitely happens, doesn't it? That you think that um that that they do that they do kind of seem not interested in. Then there's another girl they. they are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but again, don't you think he does that thing where he's like, because he says, well, I know your game. You told him yesterday, no chance you'll get nothing from me. But now she's there, you're there, and everybody's there. He's in turmoil, as puzzled as can be, just like me. Switching it around again. Switching it around again. Talking about someone else, but flips it back to himself. Yeah, it's weird. The, the actual, the kind of narrative tone of this one is weird because... Because I don't know if he's well. We'll get to it in a minute. But he kind of flips a lot in this one, like he did in the last one. Again, maybe it's him honing that craft again. But, but well, I did. I was curious to, to think what you thought of the line. Um, Let's go down, down, low, down, where I know I should not go. What do you think he means by that lyric? I don't know. It's it's one of those rare ones from this era that's probably open to interpretation. Well, but yeah, I, I think this, well, yeah. well, definitely, definitely. I think that perhaps, and I'm using the next line to kind of just to to, to, what, to feed into it. So, oh, and she thinks she's the one, but she's just one in 24. A great line, by the way, but in a minute we'll talk about that. But, but she thinks she's the one because I think it means like to do something low, like date multiple girls. So he's saying, like, let's go down, down low, where, where I know I should go. Like, I know I shouldn't be dating multiple girls and, and doing this. And she thinks she's the one, but she's just one in 24. Like, I think that's maybe what he means, that he's, is he going to sink that low to do that kind of scummy thing? Um, that's that's the only interpretation I can I can think that it would mean, unless it means, like, I can't think what else it could possibly mean. That's, I read it, I yeah. read it the same as you as well. That's that's how I read it as well. Yeah. If he was a lesser songwriter, I'd think it would just because the music kind of does a thing, and it's like you use that go down low as like a kind of like with the music, like some, <laughs> some songs yeah. do. But, but I know he's better than that. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that's based off the next line, which again, and she thinks she's the one, but she's just one in twenty-four. A great line. Uh, that 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 always reminded me of waving by again. I think maybe just because it's numerical. <laughs> I don't know if that's it, but you know. Yeah. 
But you know, yeah, she wants to be attended to. Just count to twenty nine. I'll attend, attend to you. To you. Oh, for sure, <laughs> certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe just because that reminds me of that, but it just just did. Um... He also says that I had an MSN screen name for a while in these songs. Have I? Like, early, uh, early it's on. probably been long. Uh, well, we had one for a girl that I used to date that we knew. Topshop Princess Rockstar Two was was definitely one of her MSN screen names. So we had one for someone else. We just. Well, I, th- I think by this point I've moved over to MySpace. I've moved, I've moved over yeah, to I don't MySpace think, yeah, MySpace. Yeah, I think we were still on MSN Charlotte. Or maybe. <clears throat> Actually, I think I think we were. You know, well, I was. I think I was until I still had it, it's... but yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't sat on it regular, like dropping hints. No, no, that's that's when you. Yeah. Well, that that's just when you're at school, isn't it? When you're kind of doing that, but and after college and stuff, maybe. But Not for me, but, it wasn't. Uh... <laughs> 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 I think just the Amazon chats, like before you can actually start talking, to, you can go out on the piss and speak to girls that way, isn't it? Yeah, but um, yeah, because but... I always spoke to them when I was out on the piss. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I'm saying that like I did as well, but you know, <laughs> I said it was my confidence in that. eye contact. Yeah. Talk about delusion. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no more men. <laughs> Every sexual encounter I've ever gathered is because the girl initiated it and wanted it. It's nothing to do with anything I've did. It's just I just locked out most of the time. There's no, there's yeah. no, there's no, there's no suave move from me to get there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they just kind of they wanted it and it happens. That's that's it. Um, <laughs> I've got their lines. <laughs> Um, but but the next bit, oh, he says, and just because everybody's doing it, does that mean that I can too? Again, I think that's why I think he's talking about dating multiple girls in the first part of this this joke. Because when you read it as let's go down, 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 low down, where I know I shouldn't let go, she thinks she's the one. She's just one in twenty four. And just because everybody's doing it, does that mean that I can too? The whole thing seems like a reflection on sinking that low and doing it. And I know that I've felt like that when I've you know you justify it by when I've done that kind of thing and I've been like, well, you know, everyone else seems to be fucking doing it, so I may as well. You kind of justify it like, well, all the guys my age seem to be just dating girls and binning them off and doing, treating them like shit, so then fuck it. Like, that's that's okay then. Makes it okay then. <laughs> Which I think is a very young man way of looking at stuff, isn't it? Like, well, you know, um, although I'm, I'm sure you still carry it on in familiar ways. Hey, hey. I've never had energy to do that. Same reason I don't have like a second football team. Energy or opportunity? Which one are we going for there? Yeah, Better than Paul Day, Little from Paul Day. Honesty there. <laughs> um, no, it makes me um, feel better if I say energy. I have never to like an extreme. I could never, I could never do it like as a full bone. Like that's just when you're dating girls and you might be speaking to a few, you know, and going on a couple of mm-hmm. dates. But I've never been able to. I couldn't imagine like having it. I was saying this to my girlfriend. I was like, God, can you imagine having an affair? I was like, God, the, the, how has how the time for an affair? But how the yeah. secrecy and having to hide it and meet up with them and basically have two relationships on the go? Like, yeah. nah, too much effort, man. Yeah, yeah. Before you get to the moral implications. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a given. <laughs> but I'm just saying as well, uh, the effort of it. <laughs> That'd be a good stand-up bit, actually, just going doing that as a well, rather than the moral implication. <laughs> but yeah, the, but yeah, no. I mean, I can't imagine the effort. The sex would have to be phenomenal for the effort of, of like having like uh, having a wife and another woman. You have to see as well. And like, oh, Who would have thought that that would nine times out of ten end in disaster? Eh? <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but no, there is a, there is a lot of lyrics in this song actually in terms of of to, to kind of talk through. Like one of my favorites is. Um, one of my favorite metaphors so far of Alex, maybe my favorite metaphor that he's done 
So far as lady wears your love gone, it was that antiseptic to the saw. That's very nice, isn't it? That's very suck it and see, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's probably the only song to have the word antiseptic in, I reckon. Whatever. We should have done a bonus round, which is name animal songs with antiseptic in. <laughs> I'd, I'd do a quick Google for song the songs the featuring the word antiseptic, but I can't be asked. Oh, there's definitely heavy metal songs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah antiseptic, antiseptic, but there was no cure for your AIDS in the brain. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it? seems like you're right prepared. Um, Weirdly enough, I've just Googled it. Oh, God. So Googled <laughs> is, there, is, it, is it Ramstein or something? Go on. <laughs> no, but it's songs containing the word antiseptic. And this fits in with the heavy metal thing. So the band are called Tourniquet. Tourniquet. <laughs> and the song is called Antiseptic Bloodbath. Oh, oh yeah. no! Yeah, so, so in in theme with that's another band. We said it. What what band was it the other week that we were impressed that the the song was in theme with the title of the band? Like they tried to carry on the theme. I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, it was. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was. It was a it was a band we were talking about on this. But it, they the the title of the the oh no it was oh it was the um, the instrumentals. It was the the surfers. Wipeout by the the surfers. Oh, I think they were called something like yeah. that. Um, and we were like. Uh, who I did used to think that song was by the Beach Boys when I was a kid, I think. But um, but 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 that was a very similar. Like they're called tourniquet because <laughs> tourniquet is like when you tie a tie something round an open wound, right? It's pumping out blood. Yeah, or to do heroin, either either to get get a vein <laughs> or, or to stem the flow of blood. You are a big Pete Doherty fan, so I can see why your mind went there first. So, never <laughs> mind. Um, yeah, there's a, that, a ridiculous that. amount of uh, there's a ridiculous amount of songs that have got um, antiseptic in them. Oh no, are actually, they all heavy metal them, bands. Most of them, no, most of them, are the same song. <laughs> by Gerald and Ray Charles. <laughs> it's Bewitched. I'm not sure who did the original version, whether it's Ella Fitzgerald or Ray Charles or someone else, but that that's uh, that's got got the word antiseptic in, and also Artificial Man by the Kinks. Well, there you go. You were wrong. It's not the only song we're going to set to and then. And we were wrong that it's not only heavy metal, death metal bands. That, no, that it's, it's that like pop, blues and <laughs> So there you go. Um, but I just really like that as a metaphor for like you were the call, you were the cure for all my problems, basically. You were the thing that, that made me happy when I was sad, essentially, is what you're saying, isn't it? You know what nice I like to rub on me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's such a low down, low down, you think that you're the only presenter I can get, but you're just one in 24, mate. So I'd, I'd wind your neck in with these dirty comments. <laughs> well, imagine the other 23 that you rejected. Chris Miles on standby. Like. Oh. Um. <laughs> Unsigned podcaster crap, mate. Pug face, skimp. Yeah. <laughs> I need a little sad man. Um, but uh, yeah, no, just a really good call. A very suck it and see, I think. Very like early, not as good as suck it and see, perhaps a bit too like maybe obvious, but but like just a bit like in that vein. He then says to hold you by the hand must be right. This is a weird phrasing, but I'm impressed by it. He says to hold you by the hand must be fur must must he first be in demand. How he longs for you to long for him once more. I just love the turn of phrase the way that oh. Turner, a phrase, you might say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
Look at that. It's the song of the <laughs> it's the best joke of the show. <laughs> um but <laughs> turning a phrase here and like saying in order to get you, I have to be in demand. Like like as, as if to say, like, as soon as you've got me, maybe you don't even want me. What we were saying before about that, the kind of girl that like does not it's, it's like he's saying, like, to get to hold your hand. I must first be in demand. I must be with someone else. Must be someone that you want because you can't get me in. And then kind of when that goes away, yeah, how it longs for you. Again, again, kind of narratively weird with that. It kind of sounds like at first it's it's him saying it, but then it's how he longs for you. Long for him once more. I don't know. He kind of phrases things strange in this, but like, do you think narratively he's talking about his own actions the whole way through, and it's not about a girl doing it to him? I've got a little theory. I've got a little theory that the whole song. My little theory is that he is talking about himself because he's because he, he references a lot that it's about a girl that's doing it to another guy or doing it yeah. to him. Like, that's how she is. But he flips a lot, and I think there's, like, hints that he's actually talking about how he is doing this, kind of seeing a lot of girls and should he do it because... I don't know. There's just something about the way that he flips around, like, like, because he says, "Let's go down. Let's go where I know I should not go." It's kind of where I, all of a sudden, it's not about someone else. So I feel like, I feel like he's he's talking about himself doing this, but as for most of the song, he's posing it as he's talking about a girl doing it. It's kind of high. He does switch. He switches when we've, we've talked a lot about him, him switching the perspective, but this is this is when he does it the most. He's, he's constantly switching back and forth in this one. Yeah, it really is. And I just think there's yeah, I think there's something perhaps that he's he doesn't want to say I and stuff in it yet, because perhaps as a songwriter he still feels too vulnerable. I mean that's something that he carries through even to until very recently that he wouldn't directly say even now maybe like he doesn't want to say in like you get maybe one line in body paint is the closest we've got to him saying this is how I feel about something. Um, which is of course is Right until, right until, yeah. It, that those kind of little lines. He throws little hints in now. He's never really open a songwriter where he's saying like me and I and this is my experience stuff like that. So, so you know, it's not like he's not like Dell saying I made this album about my breakup. You know, um, but it's uh, yes, yeah, and I'm fed up. <laughs> get me a kebab, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't. Um, well, not anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think like it's yeah potentially about himself. I think in that. that's my little theory that he's really singing about himself because of the eyes that he throws in his stuff. Um, now, he has made some very astute relationship observations so far on the album and the B-sides, um, mainly Mardi Bum, Settle for a Draw, to na- and Despair in the Departure Lounge, perhaps as well, to name, to name them. But I think his best observation... Of, of of a woman or, or relationships is in this song, and it happens to be a very well written line as well, which is, "Her eyes went down and cut you up, and there's nothing like a dirty look from the one you won or the one you lost." That line, I was impressed by that line when I first heard it, but has being someone as you'll all well know, not to bring it up again, but that had perhaps done some things to hurt someone that you love in the past, there is never a truer thing said that cuts you deep. Like a look, like when you hear that line, I go, oh yeah, I know exactly that look. That look, a dirty look from, particularly the one you lost perhaps, is cuts you. 
it's a look of it, I think it's it's realizing that someone that you that liked you now hates you and is perhaps looks down and, and is but also hurt by what you've done perhaps as well that is a very um that look is yeah that is a yeah there's something about that. it reminds me of i remember what i remember once when i was <laughs> i was going through my kind of phase of of um let's say repenting for my sins and i remember i was watching a chris rock a chris rock stand-up he did about how he cheated on his wife he did a stand-up about it and he said a line that was like he realized that all he wanted um, was to feel loved. And when he looked at his wife and she found out he cheated, he realized that he already had it, but he'd lost the look from her that she loved him because he cheated. And I was like, oh, I remember sitting there like, you know, that meme of Ben Affleck where it like slow zooms in. I was like, oh, like, oh my friend, my friend next to me was pissing himself. He's going, you just had a massive realization. And yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that line, um, but, that, <laughs> but that line really, yeah, I just think that is so true. They're never a truer word spoken than that. Like, and he's he's nailed that feeling. It's such an early song as well. Such a young man's song. More so than that. Like, have you ever had that that kind of look from someone that you love, a dirty look from someone that you love, or someone that you want, even worse? But yeah, <laughs> uh, fairly recently. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's horrible, isn't it? So, when I re-listened to this, I was like, oh yeah, God, you got it there. Because I didn't really. I guess I just thought it was a really good line. It is a really well written line as well, but then, but I hadn't experienced the look yet. And then, and this is another theory on um, another step in my theory that he is talking about, um, talking about a, a himself because he's saying her eyes went down and cut, you know, he's saying you, but that kind of observation feels quite personal. There's nothing like a dirty look from the one you want, the ones yours. That's not something you could write unless you've experienced it. You don't just, or, or obviously, someone might have told you, but I doubt it. But but I just think you have to have experienced that moment, which tells me that he's talking about himself and he's kind of hurt a couple of girls by seeing a couple of them and getting a dirty look from the one that one of them that you realise you wanted and you've lost them. Yeah, definitely. I think this is about dirty Alex and his dirty women. Well, not his dirty women, but his dirty ways with women <laughs> at the time. Dirty well, put it this way, he must have had women throwing themselves at this point, right? <laughs> You're going to date him anyway. Yeah. So well, still probably does now, but you know, he's uh, very happy, I think, at the moment. But which is nice. I'd love him yeah. to be happy. It's all I want. I'm happy for him. It's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd, I'd, but, uh, I'd rather I'd, I'd want me happy first. But then, yeah, Alex, I, go to town. Yeah, be happy. Yeah. I, I actually, I know we don't really talk about the personal stuff, but I don't really get the fans that, that don't. I think it's just people that that maybe girls that fancy him that don't like it. But his girlfriend at the minute, Louise, she seems very cool. I very much think she's. I got her on Instagram. She posted yesterday like she's wearing like these sort of old school shoes from the twenties and like a waistcoat and that. And I was like, you're pretty cool. You're a cool person, cool. right? About history as well, you can tell. But yeah, that just brought back so many memories when I heard it, and not in a good way. <laughs> it gives me the feeling I felt again. I got that feeling I'm crushing back, and I hope I never have to feel that again. To be <laughs> yeah. <fine> with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, another bit that again is is all true. So true is an ache in your soul is everybody's goal to get what they can't have. That's why you're after her and that's why she's after him. But saying it won't change a thing and you realise that it won't change a thing. Realise that it won't change a thing. <laughs> Which on that live um, version, on, yeah. the, on the MCV thing, they, they don't sing the, the last realise it won't change a thing. You don't sing that. You just, so you just get Maybe the nice yeah. lead guitar riff. Yeah. It must be quite hard to do that. Maybe at the time, Helder's his falsetto wasn't quite live ready. You know. Yeah. I mean, I... 
Alex had had issues with the the first few gigs he played of the car era, didn't he? He didn't he didn't play Mirrorball for the first few because he hadn't quite got his falsetto up to scratch. He's nailed it now, though. Say that. Yeah, I'm very surprised to find that he's he's still a smoker as well. I was very surprised. Mm. That's fine. Though, still I remember I start. I I went when I went on. Whenever I go, when I did smoke, whenever I went to to Europe, I always used to purposely buy Camel cigarettes because I know that's what Alex smokes. <laughs> it's I pathetic, camels, isn't it? That used to be my night out cigarette back in the day. Yeah. I remember, I also got some like Lucky Strikes once because of Mad Men, and they are lung burners. Jesus, I could barely speak after I had like one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. I remember. But, I, remember um, yeah. I got. Um, I got. I got more of a red once because Gene Hunt smoked them in Life on Mars, and that was that was horrible. Oh God, I've, I've had to get them like. You know, like three in the morning town when when they got yeah. nothing else left and you got to pick them up. Yeah, I've had them. Let's stop talking about it because I need. I'm starting to think I need. I want a cigarette. <laughs> I need to get that out of my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have that. I went clean. Um, <laughs> but but um, again, but that chunk of dialogue, yeah, so true that um, that you know that <laughs> it's everybody's goal to get what they can't have. Another line that can cut through you, not just in relationships, just in general. I think. I don't think there's a human being on the planet that couldn't relate to that line. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, I'd be surprised. It's everybody's goal to get what they can't have. Even the richest yeah. man in the world will have some of the, well, Elon Musk, he wanted Twitter and he got it. I'm sure there's something else he wants. Um, <laughs> I, I love I, I love the observation, though, that pointing it out isn't going to stop it from happening. Almost as if everyone knows what they're doing, but still do it because he says, but saying it won't change a thing and you realise that it won't change a thing. Like, as, if, as if to say that just because you realise that that's what you're doing, that you're just trying to get something you can't have, doesn't mean that you won't keep doing it and repeating that cycle. But no, on these lines, do you have anything else to say on the lyrics? I think we've kind of gone through them. I, I found this to be... In fact, you know what? I have a... Um, should we do a little little hot take? Because I, I want to say I feel it feels appropriate to say it now. You do your hot take, Dan. She flicks a red-hot revelation Off the tip of her tongue well, we haven't had many in the B-side era, and the last one that we had was on the seven episode, where I said that that was the first glimpse of the songwriter that Alex would become. This is the fir- the next iteration of that, so this is the next future uh, future Alex songwriting for for like this for a couple of reasons. One, we we said that antiseptic to the saw sounded a bit, so we're going to see he's thrown in some lines that actually cut you to your core. It's a bit more mature, and this is the most that I've broken down the lyrics by far for any track in this era. I literally had to break each lyric that, which is how I foresee us doing it when we get to to oh, yeah, definitely, stuff yeah. like that. I think this is the first taste of that where I've just had, I just had to go like that chunk, that chunk, that chunk, and say what yeah. I thought of it because there was just something in each of them to talk about. So I think that that alone means that that it's it's less straightforward and less just it's less Peter K. Pointy and more you know. George Carlin observation, you know, observation on the world, but more than, than it now. Yeah, it's got this kind of yeah metaphorical side. It's very suck it and see esque. It's very he's getting there, and and you know, it's almost like he went really far into the met- metaphor well for Humbug, and then he kind of he kind of honed that into a, a kind of mix of the straightforward and the metaphorical for suck it and see. Uh, and it, and then obviously AM went back to um, straightforward, and then again went back to <laughs> complete like metaphor of tranquility. And now he's back to straightforward again. You could say um, for the most part, but um, but yeah, I just think this was this is the mo- again seven seven was a little taste. This is like half a glass, and then you know 
eventually we'll get to the full glass, which maybe there's a song on, I'm sure there's a song on Fate Worst Nightmare that will be that. I think I think Teddy Picker's got a lot of cool little metaphors in there, to be honest with you. Yes, Teddy, yeah, Teddy, yeah, Teddy, no. Teddy Picker in its essence is a good metaphor. So, yeah, we'll see, won't we? But, yeah, um, when we get there, more on that. But, yeah, I just think this is a really um, mature, well-written song. Probably the best written song so far, lyrically, in terms of songwriting ability, not in terms of wittiness, observation. I'm not saying this is the best set of lyrics. I'm just saying in terms of if you were to write down a song. Do you know what it is? It feels like he's grown into his own in this one. There's no there's no going, oh, this is a bit John Cooper Clark. He's evolved into Alex Turner songwriter yeah. rather than Alex he's Turner inspired by John Cooper Clark. Yeah. Yes, he's found his yeah. identity as a songwriter in this one. Yes, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Let's get on to our favourite musical moments then shall we mad cells in your ears they make you get up and dance they make you get up and do yours yes so it's the lead guitar line for me in the chorus jamie's lead yes i love it and once again it's as much as Alex's songwriting in it is a precursor to what we're going to see as as the as well as he evolves and as the band evolves, this is almost a hallmark of what Jamie's going to be going to be doing yeah. on some of our favourite tracks. I think, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. This is my favourite part of the song as well. And again, we talked about it being a through line to fluorescent adolescence. Say the lead guitar in the chorus of this is mm. not a million miles away from the lead guitar that Jamie's doing in the fluorescent adolescent chorus that kind of that guitar that you can hear that they pull out on the slow breakdown they do which is beautiful um so yeah I, yeah i very much agree this is perhaps the first iteration of the because you don't think of jamie at first as perhaps the melodic key like lead guitar player but he very much is isn't he he knows how to crack out a little melodic lead piece along the i mean there's there's actually to, to, to illustrate the difference. There's actually uh, acoustic, acoustic version of this. So should we, should we have a cheeky bonus listen to that? No, go on then. Lady, where's your love gone? I was looking, but can't find it anywhere. They always offer when there's loads of love around. Antiseptic to the soul 
So hold you by the hand I must be first be in demand How he longs for you To long for him once more Just once more So let's go down Down Low down Where I know I should not go Oh and she I think she's the one But she's Just one in twenty-four And just cause everybody's doing it What well, does that mean that I can too? Her eyes went down and cut you up But there's nothing like a dirty look from The one you want Oh, the one you lost An ache in your soul It's everybody's goal To get what they can't have That's why you're after her And that's why she's after him But saying it won't change a thing Oh no And it won't change a thing Yeah, I could hear the kind of that league tower in there Yeah, it was um, it was very nice, very good Shall we do our um, favourite lyric? Too busy with the mind on clever lines uh, mine, for the reasons that we've already gone through quite rigorously, is her eyes went down and cut you up, and there's nothing like a dirty look from the one you want or the one you lost. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just um, thought provoking, uh, so true, and very well written, and yeah, cuts me to the core anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the same as ours. <laughs> You know, you know how to cut me to the core, Baxter. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's my favourite lyric. Is that yours too? Yeah, it's mine. But also, uh, honourable mention for it was the antiseptic to the saw as a metaphor. Yeah, oh, that nice. Which, which I don't think antiseptic's ever been used in any song uh, again, uh, before or since. Actually, as a, as a word. Well, let's not go through this again. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, very, very good song. Probably one of the most um, well put together songs that we've got to cover in this area. So it's nice that it's come just before the end and is a good way to kind of move towards the next phase, I'd say. Yeah. So yeah, I love yeah. it. Great, yeah. great tune. A little bit of classic in its own way. And the fact that I didn't say, but the fact that it's got more streams than five of the album tracks, which I'm sure you can imagine are songs like You Probably and Riot Van and stuff like that. It shows that it's a fan favourite, like um, for it to have more than the most stream track on this EP, which surprised me, and the most and more streams than half the first album. So near enough. So yeah, very interesting. Big tune, big tune. That has been our discussion of the penultimate track from the first Arctic Monkeys era. Don't forget if you've liked the show, go on your podcast player of choice, go in the episode description, you can find all our links there, you can follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. You can also subscribe to us on various podcast players to get loads of bonus stuff and extended audio and video versions of these weekly episodes. But we will be back for the next two weeks. We'll be back. What are we back with next week? 
Well, it's the end of an era for both the band and the podcast as we move away from anticipation, raunchy retail workers, bandwagon bands, sweaty club nights, lust mistaken for love, light blocked looks, annoying girls that you still would, teenage police chases, stroppy girlfriends, doubting Thomases, disgusting men, power mad gatekeepers, romantic recollections, broken hearts, dirty trainers, insecure come-ons, posh girls' houses, airport agonies and sods law lovers. But before we move on to the end, it's time for one more chat about Scar-esque, experimental, self-aware, pondering on the future track, Who the Fuck Are Arctic Monkeys? Nothing to add uh, to that. That's yeah. the last one, isn't it? It's the last one. I have to sum it all up. And there, yeah. there is a nod to every song we've covered. From our no, no, I've got that. If anyone wants, yeah, anyone wants to dissect it. <laughs> no, yeah, um, some, some harder than others. Yeah, I'm very... Um, bittersweet in it but you know it's not like we are it's not like it'd be bittersweet when we're doing the last song of the car or well probably another album then for fuck's sake but you know whatever the last song is that we eventually do <laughs> before the break but uh it's a um yeah it's, it's sad because we're letting go it's almost like in a way not not fully because favorite West nightmare still there but it's almost like we're we've reopened a box of memories f- from our youth with this one and we're having to close that box again yeah which is sad, but then Fate Was Nightmare falls very much into that same era, I suppose. But it just, I do feel differently about it in terms of nostalgia, it's got a different same. feel to it, yeah. So, yeah, it's gonna be good, it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to the next era, but we've still got one more to go. And it's and what, a and what a way to how happy were we that the, the end of the series would fall on that episode? That was, that was yeah, great. it had, had to be, didn't it? It makes perfect sense for me, perfect sense for the band, and it makes perfect sense for us. Hey, <laughs> yeah. So go. many accidental references today. It's been, oh, been epic. <laughs> yeah, they're actually none no. of them she horned in. I haven't thought about any of them. It's just nope. come out. Yeah, no, great. that's <laughs> it. It just, just happened. Right, we will be for the subscribers. We will be back in about a minute's time with a little little post match debrief. But until then, say we'll be back next Wednesday with Who the Fuck Are Arctic Monkeys, as Dan said. But say goodbye to the nice people, Dan. Goodbye. Bye. I Believe the Hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.